You are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. You know, I think that sometimes the way that we do things really dictate our future. You know, for example, this is James, you know, stand up James. And James, um, say hello to the people. Hello, people. And, and James, what do you do for a living? I work in the oil patch. And, and what specifically area do you work in? I work out at Imperial Oil running pressure trucks. Running pressure trucks, okay. Now, now earlier I was talking to Corey Colburn, just wave there, Corey. That's Corey, okay. And he was telling me that he has a real bad rash. And he's, he's a little embarrassed about it. And, um, and he was asking for advice on what he should do. So I thought I would ask you what he should do about that, that annoying rash. See a doctor. Well, I'm, I don't have a doctor here or I'd ask them. But I'm, I'm asking you. So what do you think? <laughs> uh. You see... You see, he is not a doctor, and I asked him something that he has nothing about, knows nothing about. And when we, so if we were to ask him something about pressure trucks, he would know that. He would know how they operate, he would know what their function is, he would know what they do. And, and that just, again, shows us very much who we are in our life and what our comfort zone is. That was not James's comfort zone. Now, I gave my life to Christ in grade 10, and I got saved in a Pentecostal church downtown Toronto. And I remember when I gave my life to Christ, the church's practice and its function was pretty much after every service, the altar would open up, and I remember as a young man or a young boy at grade 10 coming up and spending many, many hours around the altar praying and seeking the face of God. I knew that. And you know what? When I became a pastor, I knew the importance of the altar. And many of you in this room know that there's something special about setting a structure or or an area and saying, God, this is holy ground. And Lord, I'm coming up here to meet with you face to face. But as I was growing as a pastor, and I was learning as a pastor, I remember one day we opened up the altars, and we had people come up for prayer, and I had this lady come up to me, and she started talking to me, and I said, how can I pray for you today? And she says, Pastor, when I was 16 years old, I had an abortion, and I can't forgive myself to this day. Would you pray for me? That rocked my world. Because I sat in that place and I prayed the absolute best prayer that I could pray for this girl. And then I said goodbye to her and I never saw her again. And that was so many years ago. And I went on a journey after that saying, God, if we're going to do church, there's got to be the altar time 
where people can come and meet with the Lord and God touches them miraculously instantly. I've seen it happen. But there's also times where we need to walk with people through a process and see healing come into their lives. Healing has been prophesied over this church many, many times. It's our destiny. You know what? This community... Cold Lake needs to see a church that not only talks about but believes and stands in that place where we believe that God is not only something up there, but God is a Father who wants to walk with us in an intimate relationship and heal us physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And I believe that. Signs and wonders will follow those who believe. And we have seen breakthroughs through encounter ministries. We have seen this journey that 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 lady could have went into. And we've seen much healing come into people's lives. But I declare now it's time to start start seeing physical healings take place at this altar. Where people come up and blind eyes open and dead rise in Jesus' name. It's been spoken over us. It's our destiny at Cold Lake. And it's time to step into our destiny and say, you know what? There's nothing, I, can, I cannot fake that. There's nothing in my power that I can do to bring forth healing on anybody. But through trusting in God and saying, you know what, God? I know that you're bigger than that. And I know what your word says. Your word says by your stripes I'm healed. Your word says that healing is for today. The apostles, the prophets, they went out and laid hands and even Peter's shadow would fall upon people and they would spring up. God, I want to see that here in Cold Lake in 2015. Because Cold Lake needs that, God. Is it to glorify me and our church? Absolutely not. God, and if that's the case, then Lord, may you use the body any way you want to be able to see healing come into place because this is the church. We are the church. I shared a little bit last week about the word salvation. Many of us know that word salvation. Hey, I'm saved. I'm a Christian. I have Jesus living in me. Praise the Lord. But do you know the Greek word for salvation is sozo? And here's what sozo means. To save, to keep safe and sound, to rescue from danger or destruction, from injury or peril, to save a suffering one from perishing from disease, to make well, to heal, to restore to health, to preserve one who's in danger of destruction, to save or to rescue. So if that is the definition of salvation, that not only did Jesus hang on the cross to deliver us from sin and judgment, but he also hung on the cross for the healing and our well-beings. I don't know why believers today question healing. By the definition, by that definition that I read of sozo, we know we sin. We know we have struggles and we know we need to go before the Lord and we need to ask forgiveness. We pray, we fast, we seek His face asking for things to be revealed, things that perhaps are hidden. Yet when we're sick, 
What do we do first? Do we seek medical attention and then pray later? Now, hear my heart. I'm not against medical attention. We're not a church that says, no, 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 you're not, you don't have faith if you go to a doctor. God uses doctors and modern medicine to bring forth healing. But, you know, I wonder in areas where they don't have the access that we have access to and they get to the place of complete desperation where they have to trust God with everything. Is that why they see signs and wonders more than we do? Because our comfort level says, you know what, i got to go here and take a pill. Or i got to go there and do this and do that. Instead of saying, God, I have no option. I am desperate for your touch. Are you sick? Have you been given a diagnosis that's not in your favor? I've always tried to be a transparent guy. And sometimes things happen that it's kind of personal. But I've always been like, God, like, if even one can learn from it, then Lord, let my life be an open book. My wife and I, every March, I look for a, a cheap cruise deal to try to get away and have a bit of a thaw. I know it would surprise many of you, but I don't really like the winter. And we found this cruise deal for a week in Mexico for 425 bucks a person for a week. And we're like, that's an awesome deal. And we booked that and we went on that cruise here just, just uh, the end of February, beginning of March, whenever it was for a week. And the day before I go, I got a phone call from my doctor, and I did a, a physical. And the nurse calls me up, and she says, you got to get in here right away. I said, what's going on? She says, you're, you're a diabetic, and it's out of control, and we need to get you some health. So I said, well, I'm, I'm leaving the country, and I'm going on a cruise, which is a glutton fest. And she says, well, we can't get you in until you come back. So we need you to stay an extra day in Edmonton and come and see us before you go back into Cold Lake. So we made the arrangements, and we went off to enjoy our vacation. You know, that was tough, because cruising is all about the food and the, and the fun. And, but in that two weeks that we, we spent a little bit of time with a friend of ours for the first week, and then the second week, we did that cruise, and came back and I lost 15 pounds on a cruise ship where, where the average person gains 1.5 pound a day. And then when I went and saw my doctor, he says, you know, Lance, um, we caught it too late. You're a full-fledged diabetic. And he says, and I'm really worried for you. This guy's been my doctor for over 20 years. He says, and why I'm worried is, he says, because your transglyceride levels are also extremely high. He says, in fact, I've never seen them that high in my life. He says, the highest percentage I've ever seen in my life was this one guy who came in and he was at 26. Congratulations, you beat him. You're at 37. And he says, and what that means, he says, with the diabetes, with high blood pressure, and with your high transglycerides, he says, I have no idea how you're not in the hospital right now. He says, because the guy who had the 26 had stage one pancreatitis. 
He says, Lance, you are primed right now any minute to have a heart attack or a stroke. He says, we got to get you on medication right away, and you need to make some changes. Then he said, you know what, i got to be tested again in three months. And after the three months, he says, I'm afraid, I, I'm praying that there's no damage to your pancreas. Because if there is, then you're going to be insulin dependent for the rest of your life. So we went on a journey kind of finding out what exactly does this mean. Yeah, I had no idea. You leave the doctor's office and you're like, man, I don't want to eat anything. And to go on a journey just to say, you know what, God? I need you. And I know there's people in this room who've had worse diagnoses. There's people in this room who've overcome cancer, overcome other sicknesses. But it's time for God to be glorified. And it's time for us to be able to press into his presence and say, God, what are you saying over my life? You know what? There is a principle of reaping and sowing. But there's also the grace of God that says, Son, I'm going to touch you supernaturally because I love you. Mark 16 says, there are some of the signs that will accompany believers. These are some of the signs that will accompany believers. They'll throw demons in my name. They'll speak in new tongues. They'll take snakes in their hands. They'll drink poison and not be hurt. They'll lay hands on the sick and make them well. This scripture here, it's talking about us. This is what I love about the gospel. There is no hierarchy. God does not honor my prayers or Pastor Hayward's prayers over yours. These are the, some of the signs that will accompany believers. When you believe and just step out in faith and say, God, I can't do this by myself. But Lord, I want to trust you and see what happens. All of a sudden, God just sort of catches you and says, you've done your part. Now let me do mine. Does this mean that we need, we need to run out and find snakes and start drinking poison? Absolutely not. But what it does mean is if a snake finds us, or we do drink poison that we will be protected because God's got us. When you're not well, ask a brother, ask a sister to pray for you, lay hands on you to receive divine impartation and healing. For what happens when someone lays their hands on you, their faith is released and you step into a fresh new anointing. 
Matthew 19 says, Again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that is in my name, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered in my name, I am in their midst. So then what happens if we do that and it doesn't work? I love what Joyce Meyer says. She says, when we try to understand the thing that we don't know, it prevents us from operating the things that we do know. We know that healing is for today. It's our destiny, and signs and wonders will follow those who believe. I remember years ago, I went down to a conference in Florida, and it was this big healing thing that was taking place there, and I just... I just really felt my spirit to go and to, to see what was happening. And you see, I had it all planned out that when I go there, I'm going to just kind of, like, it was a stadium filled with people. I'm just going to kind of hide in this stadium a little bit and just sit back as a spectator and just kind of see what God was doing. And the first day I get there, I'm sitting down and someone from this evangelical team comes up to me and says, are you a pastor? I said, yeah. She says, we need your help. Could you come help? I'm like, oh, come on. I just got off a plane. So I go up. I'm like, what do you want me to do? She says, just stand here and make sure that nobody walks up on stage. Just, you're, you can do the security guard. You're a big guy. All right. So the meeting's happening, and everybody's sitting there, and the speaker's over here, and I'm just sitting like this. And then all of a sudden, the, the altar call comes, and all these people get up, and this person comes up to me and says, uh, yeah, we, we need you. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I haven't let anybody up on the stage. They're like, no, 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 we need you to start praying for people. I'm like, well, who's going to watch the stage? Don't worry about the stage. Just start praying for people. I'm like, oh, okay. So I came up, and there's all of a sudden this lineup forms, and I'm here now part of the ministry team. I'm like, how did this happen? And the first person comes up to me and says, I don't want you to pray for me. I want that guy to pray for me. And you know what I said to him? I don't blame you. I'm not even part of this ministry. I don't even know how I got here. Like you came all the way from the world for, to be healed from whatever it was that you need to be healing for. This is the guy who's flowing in the anointing of healing and here I am and you got stuck with me. I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden, I, I just sort of stopped, and I, and I, did, I said that to him, and, I, and when I stopped, Holy Spirit challenged me. And he said, son, you have the same anointing that anybody in this room has. Step into it. So I'm like, well, here we go. I just started praying for people. That guy, I don't think anything happened. Just prayed for him, and he left. I'm just like, then the next guy comes up, and I pray, and amen. And he goes, no, it's not done yet. Keep praying. All right, so I kept praying, and he goes, no, it's not done yet. Keep praying. I don't know what else to pray. All right, so I prayed a little bit more, and, and he left. I'm like, well, I'm really terrible at this whole thing. These lumps, these bumps all over her body. And she said, will you pray for me? And I said, yeah, and I prayed for her, and they fell off. And I'm like, she's like, I'm healed. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you're healed. 
And then the next person, and the next person, the next person were getting healed right before my eyes. I'm like, God, you are doing something. And I'm like, Lord, why did I go to this conference? And I really felt that the Lord wanted me there. And afterwards, I'm like, yes, he wanted me to be able to step into something that I didn't already know. Healing is amazing. I've also prayed for people, and I'm still praying for people who haven't been healed. I don't know why, but I do know that I trust God, and I'm going to continue to pray for them until their healing springs forth speedily, like it says in Isaiah 58. So what else does the Bible tell us about this? James 5 says, are you hurting? Pray. Do you feel great? Sing. Are you sick? Call the church leaders together to pray and anoint you with oil in Jesus' name of the Master. Believing prayer will heal you and Jesus will put you on your feet. And if you've sinned, you've been forgiven, healed inside and out. My friends, I don't care what the doctors have spoken. Healing is for today. And if you only take one thing home from today's message... It's this. There is always hope in Jesus Christ. Never, ever give up. Do you know that each one of us in this room are co-heirs with Jesus? Romans 8 says, and since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. Praise Lord. We can partner with God in healing. Have you ever noticed that it's just human nature that we don't partner with God very well? Like, when we have a headache, we love going around telling everybody, oh, man, I got a headache. Oh, man, I just, this is awful. I got such a headache. Oh, you know, oh, oh, man, there's a flu going around, and I know I'm catching it. I just feel this tickle in the back of my throat. I am going to get the, Ebola has hit Cold Lake, I'm sure, because I have it. And we just go around proclaiming this stuff. But do we hear people say, hey, how are you today? Man, am I good. Whoa, I feel so full of energy. I feel the Lord all over me. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. We don't hear that. Why? God is calling us to a higher standard. We need to partner with him. Lord, by your stripes, I am healed. Now, I know there's different camps. There's people who, when they receive a sickness, they won't even say what the sickness is because they're partnering with Jesus. Praise God. If that's where your faith is, wonderful. I don't think there's anything wrong of lying, of, of, of not lying, of, of telling the truth. <laughs> and saying, you know what? I got a bad report. The doctor told me that I have this, but... I am believing Jesus Christ for his miracle work to take place in my life. Because that way, part, people and uh, brothers and sisters can partner with us in our prayer. Did I tell you this morning about this transglycerides and all that kind of stuff so you could feel bad? Or you could be just like, wow, he is fat. No. I told you that so you can pray for me as your pastor. And I love you guys. 
I got three little kids. I don't want to have a heart attack now. Ever. Never mind now. God's got great plans for me. I haven't finished what he's got for me. So I have to make some changes, and I have to walk in that place that he's calling me to do. But I would want you as, my, as your pastor to pray for me and understand that right now I'm not saying yes to any supper invitations. When we're sick, we know what to do. You know what? Quite often, again, it's human nature. But when we're not feeling well, we take a pill. And if we take that pill and we grab the bottle of Advil and we put it on top of our head and just leave it there and go to sleep, is anything going to happen? No. Because we have to ingest it. And we have no problem taking a pill or a whole bottle for that matter, and then we have refills at our disposal. Why don't we do that with prayer? Why don't we press into his presence and and ingest it and just say, Lord, I need to meditate upon your word. And if we don't get it, we got to refill. We just keep going back to the Father, saying, God, I am here knocking again. Lord, I need your supernatural touch. Meditating upon the word of God, knowing what the word of God says, having the word of God fill our lives is key. Isaiah 55 says, The rain and the snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same way with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to do, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Are you here this morning, and you're in dire need of a breakthrough? Meditate upon his word. Believe that he loves you and he will provide your every need. Proverbs 4, 20 says, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. We need to learn to meditate upon the word of God. Not on how we feel, Not on the words that have been spoken, but step up as men and women in faith. It's time to grow. You know, yesterday, I had three crises come in yesterday. And I'm like, man, I need to duplicate myself. Pastor Hayward was off doing stuff, and I'm off doing stuff. I'm like, Lord, if one more comes in, I'm just going to have to say, I'm sorry, I can't. But you see, that's the old way of looking. The new way of looking is understanding who God is and that we, the church, can call up our pals and say, you know what, I need you to partner with me in prayer right now because I'm going through it. You know what, there's a time that every one of us in this room will be going through it. And when we have brothers and sisters who love on us, who make us a meal, who send a, just drop us a text, hey man, I'm praying for you today. Doesn't that mean just the world? Just to know that somebody's not only just thinking about you, but somebody is just loving on you supernaturally. That's the body of Christ at its best. 
Uh, we can focus on the negative. Man, there's all kinds of things that I don't like in the church. There's things in this church that I don't like. But you know what? We're all a work in progress. And God is molding. He is the potter and we're the clay. And he's shaping us and he's forming us to be that bride without spot or wrinkle. Isn't that powerful? Give grace to one another. Don't let offense go in there. That's so easy. That's so childish. But we just show grace and love one another and just say, you know what? Just maybe they're having a bad hair day. God, I bless them in Jesus' name. And all of a sudden, life comes in your spirit instead of focusing on the, the bad or the poor. Are you here this morning and you've been praying for years maybe and you haven't been healed and you're like, God, why am I not healed yet? Here are some possible reasons why your healing may be stifled. Number one, James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Maybe there's sin in your life. Now hear me, don't tune out. This does not mean that we go on a witch hunt saying, Lord, I need to turn over every single rock and find out what I've done wrong to tick you off because that's not God. We simply sit in that place and say, God, my desire is to be healed. And Lord, if there's anything in my life that does not line up with your word, God, if there's any offense, any bitterness, any uh, unforgiven sin, then God, I ask you, reveal it to me right now so I can repent. Then when you repent, the Lord says that he's tossed it in the seal forgetfulness as far away as the east is to the west. That's our God. We don't have to go back to it over and over and over again because there's no guilt nor condemnation through Christ Jesus. Holy Spirit does not use guilt to, to manipulate us. He uses faith to encourage us. He says, you know what, son, daughter? I got something for you. It is so much better than what you're living right now, but will you trust me? And we're like, yeah, God. I want what you want for my life. Number two, you know when Adam and Eve came into the world, the world was good. It was perfect. The atmosphere was clean. When sin entered the garden, disease, sickness, that kind of stuff entered along with it through the streamline of sin. Our atmosphere is polluted. Adam and Eve lived to be over 900 years old before they could die. We today... We're getting pretty good at death. We don't have to wait 900 years anymore because we live in an atmosphere that is filled with stuff. And we have to understand that when we're in this atmosphere, our bodies are going to go. But death is not the end. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So if all of a sudden we walk in that place 
and we've received some kind of a pollutant or some kind of a some kind of a thing, then we have to walk in that, that we have to walk in there and say, Lord, I ask that you release that from my body. Because Lord, every day we're breathing in the air, we're walking in the atmosphere, and it's not like it used to be years ago. But in saying that, every day. I would encourage you in prayer time to ask God for divine health. Don't wait for sickness to fall upon you. Lord, I thank you for my health. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for an amazing immune system. God, you have blessed me with that. And Lord, I want to just rejoice in your faithfulness right now. In the name of Jesus. And lastly, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to remove stress, bitterness, anger, eat healthy, exercise. For our bodies is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and there is a law of sowing and reaping. I think too many times we think that only applies to our finances, but it applies to every area in our lives. Healthy living is so important. And it's walking in that place and saying, God, I want to give up smoking. Lord, I want to give up unhealthy lifestyle. I want to give up, God, drinking. Because this thing here is your temple. And God, help me to honor it. Perhaps you're here today and you're sick, physically in your body. Today, I want to do something that we've never done in this church before. You know, we've had times where we do like corporate ministry, which is awesome. But I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to call the elders of the church to come on forward. I got bottles of oil up at the front here for us to be able to pray and anoint you with oil like we read about earlier. So would you and your, your spouses come up, please? So these guys here, they have the oil. They'd love to anoint you with oil and agree with you in prayer. But I also want to do something else a little bit different today. Since we are the body of Christ, and it's all about the Lord ministering through the body, if Holy Spirit is speaking to you this morning and faith is just stirring inside your heart, and you're just like, you know what? I just feel that I want to pray for somebody and I'm going to step out in faith for healing this morning. Then I ask you to come on up and join us. Because you know what? I want to encourage us as a body to step out of the boat. The water's stormy. And it's kind of scary sometimes saying, man, I don't know if I want to go up the front there. You just tell the enemy to be quiet. Because I'm not a chicken. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear but that of love, of power, and sound mind. And this morning, I'm going to exercise that in Jesus' name. So if that's you, right now, come to your feet. Get, uh, get up on your feet and come on up to the front. Awesome. Now, it's time to stand in that place. And if you've got sickness in your body and you're like, you know what, God, I need a divine touch. 
Maybe you're here and you have an emotional need. You're like, Lord, I need you to touch my mind, God. Lord, I'm not going to receive, I don't want to receive depression. Depression is not from you because your word says that you've given me a spirit of joy and that's what I'm going to tap into this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you have a spiritual need in your life and you're just like, Lord, I need a divine touch, God. Heal my heart. Father, I want to know you so well. And if that's you this morning, come on up for prayer. Or maybe you're here this morning, you're like, just Lord, Whatever that is, I need someone to pray for me and stand with me. Because you know what? Even if you want to come up in proxy for somebody who's not here, we read the Bible about Cornelius and how Cornelius went before the master and said, you know what? I've got this servant at home who needs a touch. And Jesus said, I'll come. He goes, no, no, no. I'm a man who knows authority and you know authority. I know if you just speak and it's going to be done in Jesus' name. And you know what? In Jesus' name, I believe that ministering angels are going to shoot out here and touch loved ones like Jessica who's in the hospital right now and can't get out. Terry sent me a text just in the service here saying, Pastor, I wanted to come this morning, but you know what? We're just worshiping God right now in in the hospital room, and I just feel like I need to be there. I'm like, be released. Enjoy his presence with your wife. So if you want to come and stand in proxy for somebody, we also want to pray for you. The service is dismissed. But let's not rush out. Let's press into his presence this morning. Amen? Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.